You are now listening to Okay, okay but, wait. but Wait. And child, viewer discretion is certainly advised. Because with Onway, you will never know what is going to come out of his mouth. From topics of sex to picking your brain about life itself. And trust me, if he wants to discuss, baby, he's, he's gonna, gonna discuss. discuss and leave you thinking, okay, but wait. As always, get the glasses ready because the filter is off and give it up for your host, On Ray Turner. Um, hello, everyone. I don't know how to, well, yeah, kind of like a push pop. Like, where you pull it back and it comes out. Mm-hmm. But does it stay back? It or do you, like, constantly back, hold it down? Right, as you're jerking. But it's, actually, it's excess skin. So if you were to take a circumcised penis and pull it up, then you would see more skin come on top. And that's how an uncircumcised penis would look. So it would look the same if you pulled it down. It would just look like a normal penis. So if they... Not normal like that. Right. And that's not so to say that a circumcised and uncircumcised is their skin. There will be more skin at the base. If that makes any sense. Right. So when you pull it up, like I said, it'll have that aardvark-ish. Mm-hmm. Maybe anteaters is a better term. Because I really feel like anteaters is more of a better term. Out of all the animals, like animals in the animal kingdom and the aardvark. Yeah, but then when you pull the skin back, there's more skin at the base, as opposed to <laughs> mushroom skin. The people who be listening to this, like, huh. I'm always just curious about that. <laughs> Glad we can answer your question. Okay, mm-hmm. now let's discuss growers and showers. Like, how do you? What make what's growing? Like obviously you're well, soft and then you get hard, but like it's a muscle. It's the penis is a muscle. So when it's growing, it's it's hardening. The it's uh the blood cell, the blood cells itself are rushing to the tip of the penis essentially. And that is what's making it grow. So what is the question? So could y'all have like two of the same sizes, except yours is actually showing the correct size, but you can't see his yet until it's at its peak. So imagine a man that looks like he has a large penis when it's flaccid, meaning he's not hard, versus a man who looks like he has a small penis when it's not hard. So you could have a man that looks like he has a big penis when it's not hard and then it gets hard. And it doesn't grow much more. And then you have a man that has a soft penis that's like, it appears that it's small. And then when it's fully erect, it, it has grown two, three times in size. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between growers and showers. Showers could necessarily be like, it looks big here. And when it when it got hard, it, it was still big, but it was just not much bigger than what the fuck I already saw. Yeah. And then showers are like, it looks like he's got this much dick and then it grows to that much. Yeah. Because not really that much. But you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, to put it in like a Gen Z perspective, it's like showers are, you look at them in the picture and then you see them in person and they match the picture. Whereas the growers, you see them in the picture and it's like, oh, okay, like I'm kind of iffy. And then you see them in person and it's a lot better. Okay, so let's say 
like you ask somebody like what's your size do you tell them what the max is or what you are soft because then if you tell them when you're at max and you like if you tell them when you're at the max tell you their their size fully erect yeah because they're hard yeah because like it's when you do but then you see them when they're soft and you're thinking wait like he lied so then you don't go through with it but then it's like listen fam no man it doesn't matter Homosexual, heterosexual doesn't matter. They're never gonna tell you how they look soft. That's mm-hmm. just if they plan on. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to make you. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, girl, what? <laughs> That's not gonna increase their chances of, of getting soft. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna do that. They're gonna tell them how they are at their peak. And some men, depending on how they have to live their life, might even, you know, stress the truth just a little bit. Embellish. I mean, because I've had people from Tinder, like, tell me, oh, soft this or hard this, and I'm like... But who's measuring soft? Right. That's why I'm wondering. That's why I'm wondering, like, why would you give me two measurements instead of one? They want to let you know that they really were a grower. I don't know. Like, because I've I've actually had that a couple times. That's why I was always wondering, like... Are they in your age group? Or they are older? Because if they're older, they're perfect. My Tinder days was a while back. <laughs> um, <clears throat> like they're either my age or a little bit older. But I no people ask weird questions. Someone asked what the circumference was. I was like, what the fuck? They're I? trying to guess the girth. Circumference would just be girth, right? How that's how thick it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not necessarily that's that? not an odd question. It probably was posed in an odd way. But I was just like, yeah. why? I, I don't know. Because they want to feel stuck. Like, let me get the area of a circle out real quick. <laughs> no, I was like, let me just pull out my calculator and get back so, to eighth grade math real radius quick. Radius is like half, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Times two. <laughs> no. I don't know. People ask, like, I feel like people ask questions that don't pertain to anything in sex. And they should be asking other questions. Which, that brings me into my next question, actually. Which is body count. Because I feel like that is a very big taboo in sex. A lot of people are like, you have a high body count, you're a whore, this, that, and the other, you're dirty. But there's people that just really like to have sex. And then you have or people, people that want an experienced individual. Exactly. And so, I kind of want to see what y'all's view is on body count. Because I'm, I'm very open with how I view body count. But I want to see... Yours too, Jalen. Okay, so with me, it's like, so, and I'm speaking of this because of, of a story that happened, but, so when a guy would tell me, like, you, normally I don't care about body count, like, you can have, like, four and be, like, the horniest person in the room, you can have a hundred, and I don't know what the fuck you're doing either, but with this one guy, he told me, well, he actually, he never told me. We just met up, did the deed, but the deed was not done correctly. And I was highly upset by that night. And it just seemed like he didn't know what he was doing. And then I find out that his body count, I was his third. And so after that, it's been every time, like, I would ask the question, like, what's your body count? And depending on their answer, that's what makes me like, okay, well, if it's like four, then it makes me skeptical, skeptical now because I'm like, I don't know anymore. 
and so what you're saying is you deem that someone with a higher body count would be more pleasurable in bed. See, yes, but also it's like, it's not really I'm going to focus on like, I guess the answer they give me. I just kind of see how they played out with it. Because, like I said, like you can have four and be like, be all experienced and everything. And, but then again, if you, I also think that you do have like a really high one. It's like, wait. Who you been doing this with? And then that's when it gets to all the STD questions that I have. And that's why. Because I feel like, like I said, a lot of people think, oh, you're having sex with a lot of people, so you probably have or had STDs. And then going to the experience, I feel like, because body count is bodies, individual bodies, and different people that you've had sex with, you can have a body count of one and be very experienced because you've been with that one person for so long and you've tried different things. Because in my mind, when you're with someone, you're going to try and experience different things and learn what makes the other person tick and move. And so, but you can also be with a hundred people and still be as inexperienced because each different time could be the same thing. Oh, they get here, he goes to bed, we have sex, they leave. And in that case, you're not really, you're not picking up any new tricks or anything like that. So, which you can be, but to pick up those tricks, you also like practice those tricks if that makes sense. But see, I also like, I feel like it's different when it comes to like, if you want to be with someone versus like when you just want to like do a little night thing because my story that I was discussing about I was at the time just wanted to him to come over and leave but and so that's that was my problem like if you aren't I guess ex- don't want to exactly say experience but if you really don't know what you're doing why are you wanting to just add to your body count just for the hell of it like because that's where you get experience you mm-hmm. never know which each partner could teach you something different, bring something different out. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's what that person is doing, but that's usually the intention if you have someone that's inexperienced. Where you like when you're starting on a new endeavor with somebody sexually, it's like I don't know what that limit is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to be into. I don't know what they're going to get excited about. And if you are someone that is genuinely either horny or adventurous in bed, it's like I don't know where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, ain't going no goddamn where mm-hmm. because people are not openly adventurous with random people. But mm-hmm. you don't know. You might meet that one person that does some weird shit. And see, with that one guy, yeah, I was his third. But my ex, but my ex, I was his second time, second person. Mm-hmm. Like he's only done it with one girl. He only did it that one time. So I was literally second time, second person. And I knew about this as I was talking to him, as I started talking to him from the beginning. And I was a little skeptical, too, because I was like, I mean, obviously, I don't want you, like, I don't know. I guess it was kind of interesting to actually teach him, too, and actually, because he turned out to be exactly what I wanted. Anyway, (laughs) we're not getting into that situation, but it was just like. 
we taught each other a lot of things too. I taught him what I liked. He taught me what he liked. And we're both on the highest of key, horny as fuck together. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like you, from that one guy pissing me off from me being his third to this guy me being his second, like you can tell it dropped and it was much better. So that's what I'm saying. Like it kind of, it doesn't really depend, I want to say on the number. It just kind of have to see who you are and who you're like, who the, what the experience is. Mm-hmm. And what's your view on that? On body count? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think body count, body count is important to me personally. It's not, a, it, it's not as important where somebody says like, yeah, I've slept with 50 people. I'm going to be like, I ain't fucking you. It's just a matter of how you went about sleeping with those 50 people. Like, is there a lot of one night stands? Is there a lot of drunken nights? Is there a lot of like, I don't remember this person's name? Or is it that you are somebody that is, I've met some people that are like, they love being in love. <laughs> and they like, immediately when they meet somebody, they, they have sex with them and they're in love with them and then it ends badly. And then you've done that 50 times in a row and now you got 50 people. Mm-hmm. And then you have some people that, like you said, like they um, they haven't had sex with a lot of people. And they're not great in bed. Or they are good in bed and it's like, that was surprising. I have an anticipation that anybody that anybody that um, has a, a higher low body count that doesn't necessarily say whether or not they're good in bed. Me personally, I would fall on the scale of someone with a low body count. However, I'm extremely adventurous. So I'm one of those people where it's like, for me, because my body count is low, I'm just like, I want to try everything and anything. That doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, I'm experienced. It just means I'm adventurous. And I think that's something that, um, I think that's something that has to come into, you know, perspective when you're you're choosing somebody based off body count. Like, Mm -hmm. what is the conditions around why the body count's high, why the body count's low? Me being married as long as I have been, we experimented, but we didn't experiment the way I wanted to. So as far as I'm concerned, I ain't experienced. But then when I started having sex with other people, then it was like, oh, okay. I'm experiencing something totally different than anything I've ever experienced. And that's, I don't know. I guess that's more important. Like, experience. are you even really experienced based off higher low body counts? If you don't have the experience and you fucked a bunch of people, then... You're a shitty fuck, no matter how many people you fuck. If you fuck a few people and you're good in bed, like, that holds more value than than the next person, at least to me. No, I agree. Because as someone who does not, would not fall in the realm of having a lower body count, I'm sure from uh, a male, then it's okay, which... We can even get into that because there's the whole stigma of my girl has to have, you know, a body count of three or a body count of four. But for me personally, I am a, I consider myself more adventurous. 
Like I want to try different things and learn different things because to me, sex is not a, oh, I just want to, you know, get it done. Because my whole thing is I have Mr. Left and this is right. So why waste the time to do all that when I can just go, you know, take 10 minutes in the bathroom and be done. And so when it comes down to having sex, I want to have sex. Like I want to try different things because now I'm taking time out of my day and taking, gaining another count. So it's like, I don't want to just do the same thing that I could have done with the person that I did the other day or, you know, this person over here. And you're not learning anything from that, in my personal opinion. Like, yes, everybody's going to have their own way of doing it. Like, maybe you don't kiss. Like, there was one person who, like, would not kiss. It drove me insane. We messed around for almost a year and would not kiss. That was Jalen. And he was like, you don't like to kiss, so I don't kiss you. And I'm like, no, I don't kiss you because you don't like to kiss. Like, it drove me insane. I'm like, we are congregating right now. We are, I don't even think that's the word that I should have used. Congregating? Yeah. In my opinion, that's how it starts. Like, for me, that's how I feel like it has to start. Because you can't just be like... (laughs) 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 And, like, stick your hand down there. I'm like, no. Like, there has to be, like, that first, like, kiss. That slowliness that progresses and you start getting faster. Then you start feeling each other's, like, body movement so you know what to do next. Mm -hmm. And... But... I will say that after those encounters with this person, I have learned that because I'm a like I'm a low key germaphobe, and so I don't know. Like when it comes to meeting with someone and they're like, "Let's kiss," I'm very big on flossing. <laughs> like I'm very big on flossing. If you do not floss, I cannot kiss you. And so, I'm like, I don't know what would happen in the instance that, like, we kiss, and I can taste the- Your Chinese fruit from last night. <laughs> yeah, like, just the plaque buildup. Because I'd probably be like, okay, and now I'm, here we are, we're doing the deed, and I'm, like, squirming around because you keep trying to kiss me because we kissed a little bit earlier, and I'm like, no, like, I don't want to kiss you anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, why put us both in that awkward predicament? And so each encounter, you'll learn a little bit of something. But as someone who I'm trying to venture out, like I don't, I personally don't like bed sex. Like it's not that I don't like it, but it's like bed sex. Like yeah, like. (laughs) (laughs) So that ain't even the boom boom room, like. (laughs) Right. She kept saying that's the boom boom room, and I'm like, it's not. (laughs) What way do you have sex? Like I have I don't think I've had sex on the couch yet. But it's very informal because you feel like your bedroom is a sacred space or what? No, I just feel like that's it's just there's so many other places. Like we have the bathroom, we have the shower, we have the kitchen table or the island, the kitchen counter, like the counter in the bathroom, the closet outside like we have so many other the floor 
so many other places to have sex and there's so many like there's different positions that you can do on the couch or on the island that you can't necessarily do in the bed or it would not feel the same in the bed and then it's that rush and adrenaline that you also get from that where it's like oh my gosh like this is where people eat or my guests <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but I'm very sanitary as well so like <laughs> they're like I ain't never eaten a meal from him again. well and I'm glad why you open it the wine I brought well no Jalen I don't know first of all my nephew has known me his entire life and he know goddamn well he should have kept that to himself this could have stayed out of the podcast cause I will not be eating over here unless I brought it they said where the meatballs are <laughs> even for the viewers, the face I'm making is very much like, I will murder you. Right now, for the Sam and Amiri. Mike. Well, you can't be all too mad. He gave you a disclaimer. Like, he's, you know, making sure the area is clean before anybody eats and or puts their... Who cleaned it? Who cleaned it? Me. Like, I use... But I didn't clean it. So, it ain't clean as far as I'm concerned. No, like, and like I said, I haven't done anything on the counter... The count, yeah. like, I, like, when I say I'm so much of a germaphobe, like, every night. I'm, I mean, is lying. No, like, every no, night. I'm a germaphobe, but, look. I'm spraying my house down with Lysol every night, like, so much, like, I'm choking. You have to, after your escapade. <laughs> <laughs> and it, same thing with the couch. Like, I spray down the couch with Lysol and everything after, every day, and then I vacuum it and stuff. Like, that's just how much of a, like, I, I don't know, like, I just, one, I like the smell of Lysol, but two, there's just so many germs, like, you're sleeping there, you're in there on your outside clothes and stuff, but... Who would be in the outside clothes? No, not in the bed. Oh, God, no, not in the bed, but the couch, like, you're sitting on the couch in your outside clothes. Oh, so just, yeah, okay. So, it's like, I don't know, that's just me, but that's when weird. I think of sex, I'm just like, I want that thrill. Okay, so I want Jalen to get a chance to answer this because he has a unique perspective in regards to his body count. So the question posed before you got disconnected was, how important is body count, you know, high or low, like in regards to you choosing a sexual partner? That was the question, right? Mm -hmm. Something along those lines, right? So what do you think about body count in regards to choosing a sexual partner? Um, this is about my personal view, or yes, how your personal like your view. perspective on it. So, in, in, in regards to me, um, if, if you're expecting me to say something wild, like we have no expectations. No, no, I'm saying, but I'm saying, respect you. Say something like she ain't slept with more than ten dudes and she can't fuck. It's not gonna be like that. That's not my mentality towards it. Um, but I do believe um, that if a, if a woman probably hasn't had too many sexual partners, she's probably been holding out or necessarily had a mentality of holding out for like a husband at some point and. Either that's the case, or she just probably is just 
late to have her um, being sexually active. So, um, yeah, it. I think it all. I think it all depends. For me personally, I just I'm learning even as I go, even at my age, just certain things like body chemistry and, and sexual chemistry. The more partners that you have, you there's a chance that you might have that, but there's also a chance that you might not because I think um, I already was saying it earlier, uh, you can have sex with a lot of people and you can be doing kind of like going to the motions of the same stuff and it kind of works. And if you're not, if you're not necessarily invested, um, tell me either learning new tricks or, you know, maybe even being in that moment with your sexual partner when you could just be going through the motions. And I will say this, um, with being with your, with your aunt, right? Like, with being with Davida, like, she's taught me a lot about learning, like, learning body cues and, and, and listening to the body and understanding, you know, listen to the person and understanding just what that person may need sexually in that moment. Um, I was scared when I was about to go. When I say I was like, okay, wait. He's not from y'all generation. But um, but I but I but for real, like um, like literally, there's a such thing as like listening to one's body. Like once you get to a certain point, and you're just not being selfish, and you want to like be a be a, a giver and be a pleaser, it's going to be a different level. It's not going to be so uh, primal. I think when I was younger, and I was having sex, like for just for just a quick disclaimer, I've been having sex since I was like, 11 years old. And some people might think like, "Oh, that's very young." You damn right, it is very young. I very young. I can take back. If I can take back, I, I, I promise you, it would be, it, it would be something where I had a, a good idea of what I was doing and, and stuff like that. And actually, um, knowing myself and, and, and that whole process. But um, when you actually get to someone. Where you are at a at a emotional and physical level where you you're you're connecting on that on that plane is 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 different and you'll learn to listen to someone's body and to listen to someone's cues and and it's it's a it's an entirely different experience so yeah I agree actually because a lot of my friends will know this and if you've listened to the previous podcast. Um, you would also know this. Me, personally, I'm a very hypersexual person, but when I get into a relationship, I'm, like, the least sexual person. Like, I'm, like, exactly. Like, it's very weird, but I'm, like, I can probably go a month without even thinking about having sex with my, you know, the person I'm in a relationship with. And I feel like a lot of people miss those cues and for me, it's like, I'm very much so a giver, and I'm like, okay, like, we can, but I feel like you as my partner should also understand that he does not want to right now. And so I feel like if it's a, uh, okay, we can, 
then it's not going to be as good as if both parties want to do it. So um, I feel like that's a very good point that you made on picking up on those cues. Because once you learn those cues, then you know, okay, they're in the mood. They do want to do it. And this is kind of what they're feeling right now. So we can do it based off of that. Because sex is also very, it's an emotional connection. It's a emotional thing. So how you're going to do it, whether it's rough, passionate, soft, whatever, yeah. is going to have a huge play with how you are emotionally at that point in time. <clears throat> so if you're not emotionally connected with that person, y'all, it's going to be interesting. But there's such thing as spiritual connections, too. I'm oh, yeah. That far. Now, that, that's still something I'm still fairly... Uh, um, new into, but um, we've all had sex with multiple partners. You ever had sex with someone and it's like, y'all, they barely know that, you know, from a can of paint, but it's like, you, you feel some type of bond somewhere. Nah. You know, that's, that's, that's on the spiritual level. Um, I don't have the knowledge to kind of go in depth on that, but uh, mm-hmm. that's, that is something to take account of. And, you know, you'll have people who do have that knowledge and they'll be like, yeah, we have soul ties or we have a, you know, a soul bondage. As, you know, I can't. I necessarily don't know what that is, but, you know, the might know. You really try to put me out on front street. Oh, I'm just listening to you making faces like, you're really, <laughs> you're really trying to put me out here. We'll, we'll wait till the conversation takes that turn. <laughs> But, no, I do get what you mean when you meet up with someone that, like you said, you really don't know, but, like, everything is right. Like, there's things where I was like, wow, like, I did that. I loved it. Would have never actually thought about doing it. And I'm like, but I've been messing with this person for X amount of time and, like, it just kind of shows you that I don't really know how to put it into words, but that connection that you have with someone. But it's like, even then, I still would not want to have a relationship with this person. Yeah. We're just very sexually compatible. And that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Interesting. I think at the end of the day, um, Everybody's different, mm-hmm. so people have, uh, like, some people need sex to kind of, like, not saying dictate, but necessarily, um, that kind of influences whether, how far a relationship will go or not. Um, some people are just like, you know what, I'm cool with having sex once a week, twice a week, hey, fucking once every couple weeks like i'm cool with that because i you may enjoy the person you know just as themselves and maybe sexually y'all might not be there it's a lot of layers um some people are just like no i need to have sex every day some people are like a couple times a day um and there's nothing wrong with that it's just at the end of the day what's the best dynamic between you and your partner and what do y'all have a, um, an understanding about? Because if y'all are on two different, um, if y'all are on two different levels of that, y'all not on the same page. It 
my boss compliment. I agree. Because, like, the person, like, for me, I've been known to, once I get into a relationship, then it's either sex follows or sex was there beforehand. And with the person that I'm talking to right now, we've been going on a little bit over a month and, like, nothing has happened. And I like that because then you get to build that connection with them. Because then I feel like if you meet and it's like, okay, it's sex, then it's like... It's lust. It becomes a lust. And it's like, do you really, do you like me? Or do you like what happens when you're with me? Because if you like what happens when you're with me, tell me now. I like this conversation. I'm... Like... I don't know, that's just me, and that's why I said, like, when I'm in a, I'm very much so, I prefer that emotional connection with someone. Like, just being in your presence is enough for me. And a lot of people are not like that. See, I feel that, plus I feel the urge. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, I can feel the urge at any time, any moment, any place. But I can also be as sensitive and want to just be with you as well. So it's kind of like, I don't know. And that's when the, those emotional cues, like he was saying, when you know the person that you're with and you know, okay, they really just want me in their presence. And I think that's what bothers me the most with you know people that I'm with is they don't know those cues. And if, but you can also have people that are hypersexual. And while they may understand their cues, but they may have a carnal drive for their own mm-hmm. sexual pleasure, where it's like, I know we're spending time together, but I want to have sex. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing and able, let's have sex, and then we'll spend time together. Because uh-huh. I've been in those situations where it's like, this person <clears throat> wants me to come over, and I'm coming over with all the intention of us spending time together. But because I'm here now, and you're physically looking at me and smelling me, and the idea of you being with me is is fully in the present. That's all. That's all you want to do, mm-hmm. you know. Which that's one of those times where it's like you have to decide as your own person: Am I going to continue a relationship with someone that puts sex at the forefront of what would be considered quality time, whatever your love language is, mm-hmm. like quality time, whatever it is? If they're putting sex at the forefront, because then you start to feel like I'm just a piece of meat at this mm-hmm. point. Like, I'm only here for your sexual gratification. You have to decide if that's something you want to deal with. If you compartmentalize that person and be like, look, I came here for the wings and the dick, or the pussy, or whatever it is that you like. I came here for that. Anything else is extra? If you're fine with that, be fine with that. But if you are someone that looks at that person, you're like, it's beyond lust. And now you're putting me in a situation where I have to only be lust in the first 45 minutes of me being around you. Nip it in the bud. Mm-hmm. Why waste time with that? Mm-hmm. And some people have a hard time even telling somebody that. Like, mm-hmm. all you want to do is fuck me when I get around you. Like, I know you wanted me to come over here because you love me. You wanted to spend time with me. But when I'm here, <coughs> it's a whole nother ball game. I agree. People love to do that bait and switch shit. And they know what they're doing. They're manipulative. Not always, but usually. So you just have to decide if that's what you're looking for. If that's what you want in that moment. And there's nothing wrong with having people to put 
still different jobs. And that's not in the literal sense. That's just these people fulfill these certain roles. So that you can all your needs match until you find someone that fulfills all those roles. And it's interesting to like hear you as a female say that because a lot of my female friends don't not necessarily feel that way, but it's a double standard about exactly. being a good girl. Mm-hmm. And I totally fed mm-hmm. into that when I was young. Mm-hmm. Well, now that I'm in my 30s, early 30s, might I add on. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like now that I'm in my 30s, it's a matter of. I don't, I don't care what nobody says anyway. I've always been that way. But it's a matter of now that I'm old enough to make my own decisions without any qualms about what anyone else feels, you make the rules. You make the rules. And if I had known that at y'all age, because I, I had an idea of making my own rules, but I didn't have an idea to the depth that I know now. Mm-hmm. But if I knew that at my at y'all age, fuck everybody. Fuck these niggas, fuck these bitches. Literally and figuratively, because mm-hmm. I don't care. <clears throat> it's just me. But oh no, because I'm like I'll be telling them I'm like, yeah, there's this, this, that, the other, and ultimately the way I see it is, for my whole thing is, if you have not asked me to be your boyfriend, we are not together, and if there has been no, we are exclusively doing this or exclusively talking yada 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 then I am free to whomstever not free because we come at price but (laughs) I am free to do whatever it is that I want you know and a lot of my friends don't understand that and I'm like it's not a I don't know because for me I'm like look uh, you're letting them yeah Exactly. I'm like, you're, mm-hmm. Because to me, I'm like, no, no, no. They, it, 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 it almost feels like a trap where it's like you're letting this person just because y'all are, <clears throat> just because y'all are, you know, have been messing around for so long, you feel, oh, well, like, they're only messing around with me or I should only be messing around with them. And it's like, Which is foolish to assume that because mm-hmm. I've been there where I've like, I've been monogamous, monogamously having sex with a man that was not monogamously having sex with me. Mm-hmm. Which is... <laughs> but see, this is why now, like, our generation also declares, like, the talking stage. Oh. Because then it's like... But that's new if y'all. That ain't new to nobody else. Right. Yeah, so it's like, if you declare it, then that's how you know, like, okay, y'all do like each other. Because what if he's the same way? Like, what if he's like, okay, we haven't slept together. Like, this is going great. Like, it's not just one of those hit it and quit it type of things. But he doesn't know that you're thinking that as well. So then y'all could both be thinking, okay, this could be good. But then y'all aren't declaring anything. So it's like, then are you free? Or like. I feel like our generation lacks communication. Yes, for sure. I'm about to say, it sounds like y'all need to be talking to each other more. I, Why are y'all thinking about using your words? Use your words. Yeah, our generation lacks communication, and I feel like the talking stage has always been there. And I talked about this in my last podcast as well, where 
what is the difference between the talking stage and dating? Like the, the I'm going on dates with multiple people, this, that, and the other to figure out what it is that I want. Because essentially after that date, if you like them, then you are talking to them. So it's always been there. Our generation just wants to add that extra... Clarification. Yeah, that extra clarification to validate something that necess- doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, need to be validated. Because, one, I don't have to come to you and say, we're you know, we're talking, you know, like clearly we're talking, we're texting every day, you're sending me good morning texts, this, that, and the other, but that's still not going to stop me from talking to other people. And I feel like people put that talking stage in there to limit or inhibit you from talking to other people. But it's like, no, that's not how this works because what if we still talk, we could be talking for two, three months and then on the fourth month you're, oh yeah, no, it doesn't work out. So now here I am stuck and alone, which essentially I've been alone for three or four months because you have not asked me to be in a relationship. Whereas you could have been two months in talking to this person, two months in talking to someone else, and someone else works a lot better than it is than this other person that you could have been three months in. Okay, so let's say like you go on a date. Okay, let's say you're you're going dates with two different guys trying to choose which one you want. You chose guy A because, or like, no, let's say guy A asked you to be exclusive. No. Would you say no. no because of, would you like, would you tell him like, I'm trying to figure out what I want, I guess? Or like, would you, I don't know how I'm trying to answer, like ask well, this. Like, I know what you're trying to say. Well, I think I know what you're trying to say. Would I say no because I'm still trying to figure out which one it is that I want. Or would you, yeah, or would you say yes because there's only one guy asking rather than two? So, one, I'm going to say no because if it's our first date, you don't even know me. And if it's our second date, you still don't know me. I'm very big on, like I said, in my past relationships, I've rushed into it and then they don't last long. So, from here on out, I'm like, we need to be going on multiple dates. Like, the person I've been talking to for a month, we've only been on one date, but we've hung out multiple times. I still, if he was like, let's be, you know, be my boyfriend, I would still say no. Because it's like, you, we don't know each other, you know? It's like, yes, we've hung out and stuff, but for me, I need to see how it is that you are. I want to see how it is that you are around people. I want to see how you are in this space and that space before, because you're going to react differently in each scenario. And if I don't like the way that you react to those scenarios, I'm not going to go through with it. Mm-hmm. So if someone asks you on the first date, like, hey, you know, I feel like this went really well. You know, why don't we become exclusive? I'm going to say, you're out of your damn mind. Um, <clears throat> this was great until you asked me that question, but no. So would you say you have commitment issues? I wouldn't say that it's I wouldn't say that I have commitment issues because once I'm committed, I'm committed. But it takes a lot to get you to the commitment point. Yes. Okay, but before you said you didn't issues. Well no. Well before you said you didn't need clarification, but that's like that's only because of our generation now. But it's like how do you know that you're at that point then? Because why would you put so much effort into one person if he's also putting effort into other people? Well, that's just the way that the... Unfortunately, that's the way that the game goes. 
Because the same way that they're putting effort in other people, you can be putting effort in other people as well. But so then, how do you know if you're actually, if he actually likes you, if you're actually like him, if it's like, you don't. and you will never know. And they don't exactly. And they don't. So if, if someone is putting effort into other people outside of you, and basically dividing the pie in a sense. They do not care about you in the same sense that you care about them. Mm -hmm. If you are single-handedly, you know, um, invested in that one person, you care more. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of, do you want to be the person that cares more in that relationship? Or do you want to be the person that says, I want someone to care more about me and I'm leaving the situation. Exactly. It, it's just a matter of that because... No, you can't really tell me you like me, but then say, but I like Sally, Susie, Margaret, Janet. Like, bitch, you don't like all of us. You can't like all of us because she white, she Asian, she Puerto Rican, I'm black, and the other bitch got two eyes and a third ear. Like, no. Because, you know, niggas be like, I like a weird bitch. You like, you got an ancestral background. You know, like, her mother's her grandmother and her auntie at the same time. But you know what I mean? Like, so it's just a matter of you decide. Do exactly. you, you want to care more in the relationship? Or do you want to say, no, I want to be cared more for in a relationship? I, and everybody knows I, if if someone I, loves you more, you got to open that. I don't care what nobody says and how they break it down. If you have someone that cares more about you, you have to open it. They're going to be more distraught at losing you. They're going to work harder to keep you. It's, it's just the way it goes. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to be boo-boo the fool, and you see somebody, and really it's a matter of if you have to question anything in a relationship, it's already not going. Exactly. And while some people are honest to a fault, and you can discuss things with them and it can get better, just go into the situation understanding that if someone has been so... And I like to call it deceptive, but other people may put other words on it to make it sound less, you know, negative, but really it's deception. Like, if you have me thinking some shit, and then you do some other shit, and, and niggas will, or females will be like, you never asked. Why would I even know to ask that damn question, you know? You just should have offered that information up. Mm -hmm. Just understand that. And, and like Armory said, it's just, it's the way the game is played. You just have to figure out which piece in the game of chess you're going to be. Because for me, I feel like it's a, yes, I may be talking to multiple people, but you're not going to know that con if that connection is as strong as you think it is, if that makes sense. And that's not to say that I need someone else to validate that, but it's, uh, how do I explain it? Well, see, with me, with or without the clarification, if I, like, genuinely do like him, and if someone else tries to talk to me, I would tell him, like, no, because I'm talking to someone. Whether it's, like, oh, he doesn't, whether I know or not, if he thinks that we are talking, if I do genuinely like him enough, I would tell the other guys, like, no, I'm talking to someone. And see, that's, I can't do that. <laughs> and maybe it is commitment issues. I don't know. But, like, that's just not... I don't know. I feel like for me, once you, you reach, for me, I reached that point where it's like, okay, I do like this person. And that is when I'm like, okay, I am talking to someone. 
I'm no longer talking to you. And then if that with that someone does not work out, if you know the person that I cut everybody off for it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But it's only until I get to that point where I'm like, okay, no, I do like this person. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, we're just so how do you know? How do you know? I mean, it's different for everyone. Because everybody's different, and every relationship is different. So it's... I actually want to, I actually want to challenge that. I, I actually want to say that everybody kind of knows. It's at the end of the day, it's whoever you want to commit to. That's when you kind of know. Because whenever you made a decision like I want to commit to X Y Z, at this point, whenever you feel that, that's when you kind of know. And mm-hmm. he did may hit you early on, it may hit you later when you see this person talking to somebody else, like, oh no, this one I want to commit. It, it doesn't matter, but whenever you make that decision that I want to commit and I want to then let them know, like, hey, this is, you are the person I choose and I want to move forward, then at, the, at that point, you may be at the mercy. I mean, that person could be like, oh yeah, like, I've been waiting on you, like, Let's do this. Like, let's build this bond. Let's forward. Other person, it also could be like, yo, like, you're like two, three months late. Like, I've been, I felt this way. Like, like, why are you waiting so long? Like, you knew I felt this way about you months ago. Now you're saying this now. I can't commit to you now. And that's the, that's the risk you're running. Okay. So, since you said that, you are someone that entertains more than one person at a time. You do not put your eggs in one basket. And I'm saying that because I know this about you. So, like Sam was asking, if you are an individual that puts your eggs in more than one basket at a time, how do you even discern whether or not you like a person more than the others? Is it that you are given an ultimatum? From one individual out of your group of, you know, people that you have your eggs in their basket? Or is it that you you know all along, but you still continue to waste time with other people just on the guys that have maybe happened between you and that person? Like, what is the deciding factor and what causes you to say, I'm going to maintain my eggs in all these baskets, even though you know who you like and who you don't really like as much? I, I feel like that answer could... Vary I'm asking you specifically. If you if you're asking me specifically, yeah, I, I feel like it's it's multiple variables. It's not one specific. Thing. I gave you the variables. No, what I get that, but what I'm saying is it's not one clear cut answer. It's it's multiple things. It could be, you know, I don't want I don't want anybody else, you know, talking to you because I haven't quite made up my mind. It could also be like, hey, um, I'm talking to somebody else, and I haven't quite made my made my mind up on you. Like, like I have a good idea, but at the same time, I'm not sure if I want to commit quite. You know what I mean, and it might be like, okay, because you are, you know, not wasting your time. You're like, well, I don't, you know, I don't. I have a lot of options myself. So what is it? And that might put a certain 
constraint on my decision for me to, you know, for, for, for me to, for me, for me to, for me to decide. So it's, it's not one three cut answer. It's multiple things. And I, and I agree with that. Like, like I was saying, it's not a, okay. Uh, so for example, <clears throat> I could be talking to you and I could be talking to her and she can say something that I'm just like, I don't know if, if I, so for instance, I could be talking to both of y'all and y'all could be saying the exact same thing, yada, yada, yada. Then I could find out that one of y'all don't floss. I'm like, I can't do that. And for me personally, I'd be like, okay, we're out of the equation. Or you could be like, flossing is the number one thing. Or it's, uh, this is, I'm very much so, how would we look in the future? In the future, like, just like, what, what are your, I'm very goal oriented when it comes to a relationship. So it's like, okay, what are your goals, you know? what is it that you're trying to become and what is it that you're trying to do? And if you say the right things with that and I can see that lining up, then I'm like, okay. And if I feel like that lines up a little bit more, then I would put more effort into that and then potentially chop off the other person. Like, that's just kind of how I look at it is, it's, it's not a clear cut answer, like you said, it's more so this person essentially ticks more boxes than the other person. And so I would pursue that person more. But I think it also has to be a maturity thing of, hey, you know, what we had was nice. I enjoyed getting to know you and everything, but I don't feel like we're going to be, you know, a good fit or I don't see this actually working out in the long run. And I think that that is really a conversation to be had is having that maturity level when it comes to ending that, I guess, connection with someone. Because a lot of people will just ghost or just be like, hey, like, I don't want to do this anymore. And to me, it's not necessarily distasteful, but it's also kind of disrespectful because it's like you can talk to this person for so long and you're just like, hey, we're done. You know, it's like, okay, well, like, why? Or not even, like, why, but, like, okay, you know? So, I don't know. Y'all need to work on getting better at letting people down. Like, and you don't, like, <laughs> like, you don't have to be, like, <laughs> like, you don't have to be, like, hey, like, I'm so, like, you don't have to beat around the bush about it, but, like, ghosting people, like, it's not it. You know, ghosting people is immature. Yeah. However, however, there are some individuals that do not deserve energy. I'm being on energy. People, there are energy vampires. There are also people that don't necessarily deserve the energy in regards to like it's more effort to explain shit to you on why mm. this is not working than it is to just say. I'm like mm-hmm. you'll get the picture and you have to decide where that person lies mm-hmm. are you someone that is just not worth the energy of even explaining to and you'll get it because I know you'll get it or are you someone that I have to say look this ain't gonna work and this is over 
you have to decide that. But if you ask me, no one's worth the energy. If I ghost you and you don't figure it the fuck out, you'll be calling me for What's your business? That ain't got nothing to do with me. That's between you and God and your mama. Because you're going to come ask for why you answer the phone. Like, I'm fine with ghosting. I think there are people that have held different places in your life that deserve at least that much respect. Just saying, yeah. Because I'm working out. I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost, 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 ghost. I'm going to show up. How high is that? I don't know. Can you hear me, Jalen? Uh, I kind of heard that last time. I said I'm going to ghost you. I'm not I'm not going to tell you it's over. You're going to figure it out. No, I. you've already explained this to me before. I, I know that's how you know. And but so... But I'm the 180 though. I'm not the I'm not the ghosting type. I I would at least explain to you like, yo, like this is why I can't do it. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, this is where it stops. I was like, so the two players in here have some type of emotion. (laughs) I'm like, so the two players. Who the players? Jalen and Sam. No, this girl's got more emotion. I'm like, she's like, she'll be like, you're so mean. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm, I don't think I'm mean. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't think I'm mean. I think I just, I hold myself to a certain value. Hell and yeah. I have a high respect for myself. It's just so, weird because like, I don't mean to sound this in the wrong way. birthday? April. Aries. Okay. Don't mean to say this like a weird way, but like in some situations you are cold hearted, but then when it comes to like when you break up with someone, it's like you're like sensitive for like a day and then you go back to just going how the way it used to be and then I'm over here still in bed crying <laughs> because I'm like I can't figure my own shit out. Because for me it's like I know what it is that I'm worth. You know, and people are replaceable. Exactly. The emotion that one person has made you feel, another one will make you feel, and is capable of making you feel. Exactly. And if you look at things from that standpoint, you will have an understanding of why it's a waste of energy to cry about it. Now, mm-hmm. if that is your process, one hundred percent due diligence, do your process. But for me, I've grown to know that like men are replaceable. They're a dime a dozen. And I don't care. Every nigga will say, I ain't nothing to this. Yes, you are. You got a dick. You got two eyes. Half a brain. Maybe five fingers. Maybe an extra finger. Mm-hmm. Like, you're the same nigga. Like, you're the same nigga. Ten fingers. And you're going to treat me the same. And ex- I'm going to experience you the same. And if you experience people differently, it's because you look at them differently. What are we doing different shit? Stroke in, stroke out. Sound. I'm with you, Sam. I'm more so the person that's like... You are not. Even, listen, even after I've cut someone off or any cases like that, I'm still like, damn, like, I wonder, are they okay? Are you really? Are you? So all the hoes you cut off before we started dating, you still be wondering about the ass? Nope. Nope. Okay, then shut up, because you're lying. Either you lying or you telling the truth, because you like Sam and you need to be honest. No. What yeah, I'm, I already had to check and make sure it was still recording. It's about to get juicy. Mm-hmm. Huh? No. 
is what is what I'm saying. Like I said, I feel you, Sam. Everybody that I cut off, you know, there's some kind of like, oh man, <sighs> shit was kind of tough. Well, then you should still be with them. Because why would you cut somebody off that you still need to be concerning yourself about their well-being? I agree. You are. If you're still worried about it, then you're still concerning yourself with it. Emotionally, mentally, whatever form you want to say it in, if you cut them off, you should be done with it. And if you're not done with it, which is why you would still be concerning yourself with then why did you end it? Didn't you just say, Sam, that's her process? No, like, no. after, like, a breakup, you, you my process, like, in a breakup, my process is to cry about it for a few days, then, like, slowly get back to it. And then when I was speaking off of Honoré, saying, like, he does it for, like, he's sad for, like, a day, and then goes back to normal self. I wouldn't even give it a But day. when it comes to, like, <laughs> when it comes to cutting people off, for me, it's like, I, I have blocked people before. Multiple times, I can and it's the ones that I'm concerned about are the ones that I think about cutting off, but I don't. Because then I'm like, I'm still going to wonder how they are. So I keep them. But whenever I cut someone off, then I just cut them off. So Jalen and I had a conversation about blocking people. And it's a lack of discipline. The fact that you block someone or feel the need to block someone is because you don't have the discipline to just not speak to them. Which I think is ridiculous and is dishonest on your part. You and Jalen, because he's a blocker as well. If you feel like you need to block someone, you're not over them. And you need to cut that shit out in regards to, like, finish whatever unfinished business you have with that person and be done so that it's a healthy ending or don't be done. Because to me, I have blocked no exes of mine. I've not had to block them because I know... When I'm done, I'm fucking done. I don't care how much you call me. I don't care what you say, what you do. I'm done with your ass. And I decided I was done with you long before you knew I was done with you. And even if it became something where it was like spur of the moment we're done, I'm done. I'm done. It's it's fine. I'm going to cut her off her. But when I think of people that say like, oh, I blocked them. And it's like, why the fuck did you have to block them? Because you don't have the discipline to say, I'm not going to talk to that person. I'm not going to care about that person. I'm not going to let that person consume my thoughts. You have to block them in order to, like, manually do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, see, with relationships, that's... I don't don't block relationships. It don't matter. Block... Either block them all or block no one. So you're saying the ones that you you don't block are the ones you want to keep, right? No, the... When it comes to... Should have clarified this. Yeah. With relationships, I have never blocked an ex. With people that I've talked to, I've blocked them. Why? What made you block them? Because if they didn't even have the significance of being a significant other, what is the point of blocking them? They just, like, some of them have either become too weird, too pushy. Some of them have become too, like, to the point where I feel like could be a potential stalkerish, mm-hmm. but or sometimes they just either piss me off and but it's like I since we're not we were just talking it was kind of like for me I was like okay blocking you is not a big deal like I'm just gonna block you and just get it over with. But when it comes to like an actual like relationship, like I wouldn't block the ex. If he blocks me, then that's on him. <laughs> so but, it still goes back to what I was saying. 
So you block them because you don't have the discipline to ignore them. Because the person can text and call me all they damn want, and I'll be like, Pete. They'll be like, who was that? Girl, KFC. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. I'm ignoring it. But it's just a matter of you blocked it because you, you said because you just want them to leave you the fuck alone. In a sense, like, leave you the fuck alone. I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to see notifications from you. But you also have the intelligence and the cognizance to say, I'm going to ignore that. But you don't. So, which says it's a lack of discipline. And I'm not saying lack of discipline like that's bad because everybody lacks discipline in some area or not. It's just that instead of having developed emotionally that you can ignore someone, you choose to block them so that you don't have to deal with it. It's it's a coping mechanism, you know? So, like, because to go back on what she's saying, like, I've had people who will blow my phone. Literally, just this past week, some random Not person. literally blow your phone up. Right, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like it's still here. <laughs> yeah. But like, well, like, just consistently text yada yada yada, and I'll say, you know, leave me alone. Like, I, I don't want to. And for me, like, I'm a person who I'll see your text and I won't respond. Like, but when it's constant, sure do. <laughs> <laughs> we sure do. I'll read the text and forget that. Exactly. Right? I will like, open it, type the message, back. and be like, ah, oh, darn. Like, that's just me. But when it comes to you're constantly texting, I think it's, uh, I just get annoyed. And I'm like, it's not even a, I want to block you out because I don't want to deal with you. It's a, I want to block you out because I'm tired of my phone pinging. And so that's why. I've never really blocked, I don't think I've ever blocked any of my exes. <clears throat> even the one who, like, we were together last year. I didn't even block him. He blocked me. And he kept blowing, like, came up to my job. And, my job. Yes. Um, but, like, I still never even blocked him. For me, I don't know. One, I feel like it takes so much more effort to just block them. If I'm done with you, I'm just done with you. And like you were saying, I emotionally detach, and that's what they don't realize, is when I'm done with you, I probably made that up in my mind a week before I've actually broken up with you. And once I've broken up with you, that's why it comes off as I'm just emotionally unattached because essentially I am. I've already gone through that process in my head a week over. In this past week, I've just been trying to make sure that I'm, like, you've just been pissing me off. <clears throat> See, for me, it's the opposite. I don't detach till after. See, you got to work on detaching before. Because once you've detached before... It's easier to break up, and this may just sound like me being. Don't ever attach. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> just don't ever attach to them. It's easy. <laughs> but no, like once you detach, and then it becomes that okay, like we're breaking up. It's so much easier because it's like, well, why this, that, and the other, and they'll give you every word and book and everything under the sun to try to keep you back if they really want you, but when you're already emotionally detached from this person, nothing that they can say or do is going to make you want to go back. And it's a lot easier because in my the way I look at it is if I'm already having that feeling of this is not working out, then I'm probably going to get that feeling again. So why go through that again? 